Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Baggies Broadcast. It's season two. It's episode 32. I am your host, Nathan Judah. I am here, as ever, with West Brom reporter himself, Mr. Matt Wilson, in what has been a very quiet, chilled out last 72 hours at the Hawthorns. Look, Matt, we normally have a banter at this stage. We might have about five to six minutes of banter to fill. Look, it's it's going to be an incredibly busy podcast. There's lots of questions. I want to make this as interactive as possible. There's so many questions to come in. There's lots to discuss. So we're, we're going to bypass that. Um, I think the way we're going to tackle this is just go in chronological order. Um, let's talk, first of all, about the game. Let's talk about Ipswich. Um, obviously, a very disappointing result on the face of it. 1-1 at home against the, the bottom side by a distance in the championship. What, what did you think of the game first? I thought it was disappointing. I thought... Welcome, by the way. Oh, hello. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was... Um, yeah, I thought it was disappointing. I was I was pleased to see certain aspects, including a change in formation and Dwight Gale playing centrally. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought first half, um, Albion played okay. Yeah. There was a few too many errors at the back, particularly by Tosin Adarabayo and Carl Bartley. Um, but then the second half, they completely tailed off, looked incredibly jittery. Um, I didn't understand the decision to send Jonathan Lico on for Matt Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't. I thought Ipswich deserved their equaliser. And then come full time, I thought if either any team was going to win it, it was going to be Ipswich. Um, and um, I thought it was a poor performance against the worst team in in, in the division. Yeah. Um, but I I wasn't necess- I didn't necessarily think it would preface what what had come what would come afterwards subsequent to that so so I mean f- frustrating really because obviously that's an opportunity missed you know and, and I think um, looking at the table and I think you, you, you alluded to it on, on Twitter that's the top two gone now automatic promotion is now is now over would you say yeah and I think this is the issue isn't it um, y- yes it's a, it was only a draw it wasn't a defeat yes it's only it's only been three games since since Albion were knocking on the door of the of the top two, they just picked up ten points on possible twelve, but it does look like it did look like on Saturday that it were, things were only heading one way. I mean, before the news came out that, that Darren Moore had been sacked, I, I I did tweet out saying, "Look, Alvin have got ten games left to cling on to their playoff place." The way things are going, yeah, things were downward trends. Now, I suppose that is what has encouraged the board to act because. They haven't been convinced by the managerial performances this season. You know, there's been times when I've not been convinced by the managerial performance this season. But and and they are trying to um, uh, cut off at source a downward trend, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Stop stop it going worse than it was, um, or worse than stop it going worse. Um, and there are a number of reasons. Was it for, worrying? Was it worrying that, that you were seeing? Were you worried? I was worried on Saturday, yeah, because I don't. I I thought they were outplayed by the bottom team in the in the division, mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing. The, the the eye test. This Albion haven't always passed the eye test this season. You know, they they've they've scored some some great goals. Look, they've been they've been good in, in in a number of games. You know, I think about when they when they beat Villa away from home recently. When they beat. Um, uh, 
Stoke at home, you know, when they beat Leeds at home. Yeah. There have been some comprehensive team performances, but quite often they have been, I don't want to say get out of jail because that's harsh, but they individual moments have masked unconvincing team performances. And even when they beat Bristol City 4-2 at home, Bristol City could have been 3-0 up in the first 20 minutes. Even when they beat Rotherham 4-0 away, Rotherham could have been 2-0 up in the first 20 minutes. They have got by with 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 clinical forwards at times when they haven't necessarily convinced us as a team as a team and and, and I think more damaging perhaps than, than that result against Ipswich was the, the performance against Leeds at Ellen Road you know the, this is a team that you're supposed to be challenging and significantly outplayed and I thought the managerial performance on that day was probably signalled the end for Darren Moore because he just didn't he failed to react have has it bec- have they become a victim of their own success Alluding to the fact that Darren Moore, when he first came in charge, was his remit automatic promotion? Or is it? have they taken people by surprise, the way that it happened so quickly, the success they had at the start, the fact that everyone was firing on cylinders, the fact that, going, that the scoring goals were fun, when you got Barnes, you know, uh, uh, Gale, um, Rodriguez, that's made them think, Flipping hell, we've got a great squad here. We should be getting automatic promotion. But was that was that his remit at the start? I would I would be surprised if it was automatic promotion or bust. Um, for I him, think, I think it, what well, this is what I said at the time. You've got to judge the 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 club and Darren on on two different parameters, mm-hmm. and the club need to get back up because financially speaking, they have an owner who is un, unable or unwilling to put any money into the club, and they need to get back up either this season or next season. Saturday night's decision proved that it, not that it's promotion or bust for Albion, but if that they are in a worrying financial state, this is their best chance of going back up. They're aware of that, and it was ruthless, it was brutal, it was callous. But and Darren Moore did so much for the club over the last eleven months, so much um, things that. Are maybe not even as tangible as results, you know. Um, restored the the identity of the club, restored um, the connection between the fan base and the club. Absolutely. Um, but recently, he has been found wanting, and the 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 parts that you would hoped he would learn over the course of the season you know you know at the start of the season they weren't they weren't convincing play out from the back but you thought well give it time to for these ideas to take hold you know on Saturday they looked just as bad if not worse in that in that respect and yet he he still um, insisted on playing it on playing that system there there were um you know, there were points where you, at the start of the season we thought, oh, you know, he's made a mistake that he, uh, a bit of a strange substitution. He's probably left it a bit late. It's okay. These 20 games into his managerial career, he'll learn. But unfortunately, there comes a time when you can't keep making the same mistakes. Now, I would argue that 10, or maybe not 10, but 20, 30 years ago, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about Darren Moore getting mm-hmm. sacked. You know, he's been a victim of... of, of Modern, the modern modern football and the financial disparity between the top two divisions. There's no way he gets fired um, in fourth place. Um, you know, back in 1970, whatever, because 
this, it's not going to happen. It's it not going to happen. happen. He's still got a chance of going up. Yeah, he's still got a chance of delivering, and you can have long-term plans in 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 those eras. But I'm afraid that that Albion's financial situation and the financial disparity between the Championship and the Premier League and the way that the owners foot the bill in the Championship means that Albion don't have time. They don't have the time that Darren Moore needs and the time that arguably he deserved to evolve and develop into a manager. Look, I understand the decision. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But I understand the decision. Um it's it's just I think it's a very sad day in the sense that of of where football is going because what happened on Saturday was that a dream died the dream of having someone who 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 loves the club um, is ingrained in it inside out cares for the fans actually cares for the fans deeply wants to do his best for it. Um, the, the idea that, that that person could become a long-term manager for the next 10 years at this club and we could watch him grow and grow and grow into our own Chris Wilder or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I mean, that's a bad example, but, you know, somebody who would... Someone's the, in the furniture. You yeah, know. Some, you know, like the old days in Liverpool in the boot room, someone that came through the ranks and knew the club inside out, knew the best way to get the academy players into the team. Unfortunately, he's been a victim of modern football, the financial the financial pressures. And I think it's really sad um, because I think it's brutal. I think it's harsh. But I do understand it. So 5.15 comes and, and you know, Darren Moore kind of does his, his, his press conference. Um Again, at that time, had he been fired? Was there any indication that that, that uh, the chop was coming? You know, was it a, a regular press conference, so to speak? It was a regular. I don't think he, he hadn't been fired by then. Um, there, it was a regular press conference. You know, I we, the questions that we were starting to ask were about pressure. We had started to ask, okay, do you now feel under a bit of pressure? Not necessarily of of getting the sack, but. Or the of the fact that promotion is now slipping from your reach, um, that's three games, three damaging games now in a row. That promotion is sort of getting out of reach. Do do you think this team, which these and these players, which crumbled under pressure last season um, and only really turned it on when there was no chance of going up, um, are, are now crumbling under the pressure again this season? Do you think that you have got what it takes? Um, to, to deal with th- this sort of situation, you know, um, those were the questions that were starting to be asked. Yeah. Um, he, you know, I, I actually, <laughs> he, he was the best he'd been in post-match for a while yeah. um, and the quotes were all useless and redundant by about um, 20 minutes later. So that was pretty annoying. Um, you know, he was probed on, on, on his insistence on playing out from the back and, and, he defended it again and, you know, I, 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 he didn't, I don't think he knew then. Um, in fact, no, he didn't know then. Um, but then he went downstairs and, and what we now know, because um, at the time I, I, I was told that he, it happened in the dressing room. But what we now know is that there's there's two room. I believe there's two rooms in the dressing room, one for the for the players and one for the staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that he was taken, he, he was taken to the private room for the staff, delivered the news by uh, the board, Mark Jenkins, Luke Dowling, um, 
and then and then the staff the other members of staff were informed in the in in the, who were there in the dressing room and those who had gone were either called or text and told told the told what had happened so that was a bit of um miscommunication on my part on on saturday night but it was done in a private room um sort of near or next to the to the dressing room but it wasn't done in front of the players at all so that begs the question then has this from darren moore's perspective come come completely out of the blue or has this been brewing for some while behind the scenes and maybe that he was aware of that that this he, he had so and so x number of games to save his job he would have been aware that um he was he was under pressure he would have been aware that um, more than the, more than the media thought yeah i think he i think he knew i i'd heard i'd heard in the week that he was nervous about failing to go up i personally thought what would happen was if Albin didn't go up, he would then um, be sacked. Then that's okay. what I thought. I thought it, it. Although I, I always said top six was was the aim for Darren because I felt I felt like that would be a a a strong performance for a rookie manager, and I still think it it, it is, and I still think he deserves to leave Albin with his head held high. I, I think he can do that, um, despite the deficiencies that he obviously does have as a as a manager. I still think he he. He delivered a strong performance over the course of the season because um, they're fourth, not fourteenth. Um, but I think he was acutely aware that that he needed to deliver promotion. Um, would he have known, or would he have expected it to come then? I'm not sure. Only he knows. Um, he certainly wasn't giving that away either on Friday before the game or Saturday um, after the game. But then again. I wasn't asking those questions because I, I, I was shocked when I heard the news. You know, I, I, I knew he was. I knew the pressure was starting to ramp up because they had just, um, well, they 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 had blown their chance, hadn't they, with those games against Sheffield United and Leeds? But, um, and I knew that I knew that the question marks. There were question marks over his managerial abilities in. In the board, in the boardroom, and 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 you know, at, at the club, but I, it was still came as a shock to me. So you leave, uh, you leave the stadium. You 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 walk down to Hawthorne's house. You get your car. You start driving. When when did you find out what had happened? Well, Luke rang me, and Luke was still at the stadium, and he said, "There's some rumours flying around that Darren's been sacked." To which I was like, okay, f- right, flipping heck. Okay. What's, what's your initial reaction there? It was shock. I was In surprised. Shock. I was surprised, yeah. I was surprised. Um, like I said, I thought I thought it'd go at the end of the season if, if promotion wasn't achieved. Um, and I... So then, then I started making phone calls and um, on the drive home, tried to find out as much information as I could. Um, hands-free, obviously. Hands-free, obviously. And um, well, I was on the hands-free, <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, and then obviously it was a busy Saturday night, sort of trying to piece together the what happened and and who, and what what was ne- what why it happened and and what was next for Albion. And, and we'll we'll come on to what's next or what we think is going to be next. Um, you've said you can understand the decision. But you don't agree with it. So, do, so do, are you saying that it's from your point of view, it's the wrong decision to have sacked him, or is that a, is that a different way? Of- I think it's very harsh. I think it's very harsh because um, I'm, look, 
It's very difficult it's to an, talk about. And it's, I think... it's, a real, it's a really... I'll tell you why it's harsh. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. It's because Alan Pardew was left to linger week by week um, last season. And Darren Moore, a man who has completely... Um, who has completely healed the toxic nature of the club. And he was toxic. Um, has has not been given has not been afforded the same courtesy as Pardew and that upsets me because I think he he deserved that I kind of in a in a weird way actually think it it actually could be a good thing in the long run because had things continued to go south as as they looked like they were going then perhaps Moore's legacy would have been worse than it is now do you know what I mean? You know, he he goes he goes away with his head held high. He goes yes. away with 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 a fantastic win ratio with 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 so many moments and, and that we can we can look back to. You know, I'm thinking about the win at Old Trafford, the mm-hmm. winner, the winner, the win against Tottenham at, at the Hawthorns at the end of last season. You know, beating scoring seven goals past QPR, beating Leeds at home, beating Villa away. You know, there was there's some great moments um, that Darren Moore has has brought to the club, and he gets to leave the club on in a strong position you know he gets to leave um in with them in fourth place with a great shot of going up and it in i i think he deserved the chance to fail if that makes sense he deserved he deserved the chance to to fail until the end of the season or the chance to succeed until the end of the season um do you think darren moore will be as a manager going forward it's a very good question i've been wrestling with this all weekend I mean, he was a pro- He has been approached by the clubs in the past. Bradford, Bradford City wanted him in, before. I think Burton Albion also approached him at one stage. And I don't. I think he will be interviewed for other jobs. Um, but I've also wondered to myself over the weekend: Have Albion actually inadvertently killed his managerial career by sacking him whilst they're in fourth? Because he, other clubs will think, well, there must be a reason behind that. Um, and there's also the, the the curious relationship he had with his number two Graham Jones mm. and the fact that he he seemed to or Jones seemed to have too much influence over the over the games that was definitely a concern of the board um, they felt like that this 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 assistant head coach who who had already agreed to, to leave for Luton Town in the in the summer um who had aspirations of being a number one, who 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 quite clearly said that um on well he said on national radio that Darren lets him get away with things. Um he was essentially being a, a manager by proxy. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Darren lent on him too much, maybe didn't trust himself enough. Yeah. Um But you need to have a strong number two if you if you if your first foray into And this is and this is the issue, isn't it? This is this is the this is the issue. I mean I feel uncomfortable blaming Graham Jones for, for this because we don't know where Dalby would be without him. Mm-hmm. They could be they could yeah. be mid table. Yeah, they could yeah, be seventeenth. Yeah. They could be struggling for rele- You know, they could be fighting off relegation. You don't know where they'd be without him. So I'm not I'm not going to lay all this at his door. Um, but the 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 um, the relationship between Jones and, and, and Dowling broke down on, on deadline day in January when when Jones wanted um, Brian Oviedo on loan and. And I think I think Darren Moore did as well, um, but the the board Dowling and Jenkins felt that um, it was 
it was uh, not a good not a good signing to make, not a wise idea to get a seventh loanee when you can only play five in your squad. They also had options at left back, you know, Gibbs, Townsend, Brunt, um, and and relationships deteriorated then. Now, when Luton came in for Jones, and and it was okay. Well, you've got a chance here, Darren, to to let him go mm-hmm. and, and strike out on your own, or or get somebody else in. You know, I've seen quite a few people suggest, well, we could have got Craig Shakespeare in, maybe. You know, somebody who wants mm-hmm. to be a number two, knows the club, would have, you know, would have maybe. I don't know if he'd have been interested, but. Um, I believe Shakespeare hasn't got no designs of being a number one anymore. He just wants to be a number two. Um, but Moore was adamant that he wanted to, to keep Jones. And um, I think that has ultimately paid, paid, played a part in this. Um, I understand why why Darren wanted to do that. I think there was also moments where he... you know, I don't think it's fair to, to dismiss Darren's um, contribution this season. I think... When they switched from a three at the back to the four at the back, that was a big moment in the in in the dressing room. I think that was Darren stamping his authority, um, and and you know I think that there, there are plenty of other partnerships up and down the country that that um, that are that are more that 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 you know that are partnerships rather than boss and um, number two. I think there are plenty plenty of peop- plenty of things like that. So. I, I, I'm loath to completely scapegoat Graham Jones in mm-hmm. this one, um, but it obviously did have an, a, an effect, and it obviously wasn't something that um, the board were, were were too happy with. And you mentioned the board. Um, so who who's made this decision? Then where's this decision come from? Has this come from the top down? Has this come from Lie and, and, and giving messages down? Is is it is it come from the board? Is it come from Jenkins, etc.? Where's this come from? Is it a, is it a, a joint decision? It's a good question, and I think what you've got to remember is that when Darren was appointed, that was Grouch on Lie being seduced by victories over Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I I I completely understand why Darren was appointed, and actually, I think it was the the right decision at the time. Um, Despite what's happened since, despite the fact he's just been sacked, I think he he deserved that crack. And and if you're going to take out, if you're going to if you're going to ignore what he did for the club, I, I, what's the what is the point in football anymore? Sure, you know if you're just going to make this is not it is a business, but it's not a business. It's a, it's, it's it's its own unique business. And and I think Darren deserved his shot. He really did. Um, but that call was made by Grouch Online. Now members of the board would have preferred Dean Smith. And that's important. And it's also important to remember Luke Dowling wasn't at the club at that stage. Mm-hmm. Darren Moore wasn't his man. Um, we believe he's interested in uh, Jukanovic, somebody he's worked with at, at Watford before. There are other, plenty of other candidates also in the uh, melting pot. Um, but I think ultimately the board you know, were, 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 were unconvinced by what they saw uh, on the pitch and I think a, a number of fans were as well you know uh, you've only got to think about the atmosphere down at the Hawthorns recently when it's two wins in 12 there in the league and it's been you know for as as, for as joyous and as and um, you know enjoyable it was at, at the start of the season in the first half of the season it's not been a happy place to be for the last few weeks Um the fans have, have tried to carry their team over the line. 
I think like the Sheffield United game when they were absolutely fantastic, but it's just not happening on the pitch. And I think people that watch the games are aware of that. Um, and that's ultimately why this has happened. But I'm, I'm still quite saddened by... Mm-hmm. Maybe saddened's a bit too strong, but I'm still, I still think it's a shame that it didn't work out because I was aching for him to succeed. And now you're in almost an unprecedented situation here of a managerial vacancy with 10 games left, with a club chasing probably playoffs, a promotion through the playoffs, for him to come in, to potentially bring his own staff in, to work out the training ground, work out his players, work out the way he wants to play, get to know his players, and in a month or a couple of months' time, you're hopefully, fingers crossed, going to be in a semi-final of a playoff, playing for your, you know, a huge, huge prize at the end of it. I mean, is 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 it the right time to make the change? And it's a huge gamble. That's that's the question, isn't it? Um, and ultimately, the board will live and die by this decision, by this next decision. That if they've got a better manager ready to go, waiting in the wings, who can give Albion a better chance at going up, then ultimately, as, as, as sad as it is to say, you, you'd, you'd have to agree with it. But we, we're going to have to wait and be and, and see the proof of that because if, if they appoint someone and they fall out of the playoff places, then I'm afraid, I'm afraid that they're going to look... Um, well, they're going to have egg on their face yeah. and they're going to be open themselves up to criticism um, because it's happened before. Um, clubs have sacked managers whilst in good position and it hasn't worked out that the person they've they've replaced them with. It's also happened that clubs have sacked managers and, and the, the, the overriding feeling has been, why on earth have you done that? And then the board have been found proven right. You know, I think about Southampton when they got rid of Nigel Adkins and everyone was, was, yeah. was shocked and yeah. they bought in Pochettino. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, they will live and die by who they replace him with. Um, because this, sacking, I've always thought sacking a manager is not the hard part, although it was probably quite hard this time um, because there wasn't, there was very little, there were a few fans starting to grumble, but there were very little... There were very little. There were very few calls for that. You know, they were they were disappointed with how home mm, form mm. was, but they weren't calling for him to go. No. Um, overall, um, so they've got to get this one right. You know, there's a lot of pressure on this one. A lot of pressure. Before we go on to the managerial race, um, and and obviously the questions because we've got lots. Of, you know, plenty of time. We've got 15, 20 minutes here to discuss everyone and loads of questions. Thank you very much for them. Um, this next appointment, will it be? Um, a long-term appointment? Can you see an interim coming in for 10 games plus plus playoffs and then a, another manager appointment in the summer? How do they play it now? Logistically and financially as well. That's a good point. Now, Jokanovic is the top target at the moment. But um, after the sacking on Saturday... A number of other candidates raised their heads above the parapet. They said, I'd like a crack at that. 
you know, it's a, it's, an, it's an attractive job. You've Very got some attractive. good some good players there. You can you can become an instant hero if you lead them up. Um, and then you could you potentially got a Premier League club on your hands. Um, and I think that has caused Luke Dowling, who is who is leading the search, to to look into these these other options. And yes, there is there is a there is a possibility or you know, an option that Albion appoint a temporary interim manager for the next ten games to get them up. Short term um, appointment, just to get them over the line, and then they make the long term appointment in the summer. That is a possibility. The other possibility is that they get their man in now and give them a a year and a, a year and a bit contract, and they okay. say, right, you are our man for for now. Yeah. And if you and if you don't get us up now, obviously we 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 will back you in the summer mm-hmm. and we'll give you mm-hmm. next next mm-hmm. Uh, summer. It'd be very interesting to see what they did because the statement that they released when they when they sat down and more almost suggested that it was promotional bust or, or you know for the manager sure. anyway. So the the first option might even be um, in a sort of PR sense more appe- more appealing because um, then if they appoint an interim manager who doesn't get them up, they can then say, well, you didn't, you failed in your objective. You can go. We'll get another one. Mm-hmm. Is that what's necessarily best for this squad? I'm not sure. I mean, there was some suggestion. I saw Alan Miller, former goalkeeper, say that this is going to destabilise the squad. Um, and we don't know, obviously, each and every f- player has their own aff- affinity and affiliation to, to, to Darren um, in, in, their, in their own right. But... Um, I think there probably were, you know, if, if if we could if we could sense that not everything was right on the pitch, I'm sure the players themselves knew, knew that as well. You know, I'm sure they're aware of, of 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 the managerial deficiencies, and some of those players have played under a lot of managers as well. So, I, I, I think you know, what I hope happens is that they get someone in, whoever it is, whether it's ten for the next ten games or whether it's, and I hope that they that they take them, they take this club up and then at the end of the season we can look back and we can say well what a job yeah Darren Moore did yeah building the foundations for that sure absolutely okay good stuff right next manager um, whether it's going to be 10 games 12 games 14 games Three and a half years, okay. Um, I'm sure <laughs> it won't be three and a half years, <laughs> not in this day and age. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like you say, these days they'll wait whichever way West Brom do. I mean, they've got to have so many applicants. You know, if they go up, then great. If they don't go up, well, then we'll give you a, a year plus. But you know, we might tear that up. Um, it's not going to cost us anything if you don't go up. You know what I mean? I'm sure whoever wants to get it will sign on the dotted line. Yukanovic, um, as you've said today, there's been an approach by West Brom. He seems to be the top man on the list. Let's start with him. Um, obviously, obviously took Fulham up um, last season with Wolves. Had a really rough ride in the Premier League. Made loads of changes. Didn't work out. Fulham almost looked certain to to come back down to the Championship. He's been out of work for a few months now. Um, he's the four to eleven current favourite. What would you say about him? I think it would be good, a, a good appointment. You know, he's got history in the Championship of of taking teams up and also playing attractive football. Um, I think obviously it didn't work out for him at Fulham at the start of the season, but I think the recruitment there was not necessarily all on his shoulders. Um, I don't think, I don't know whether you can lay, lay that at his door. Um, and I think managers, um, you know, they're not going to be successful all the time in, in, in every single job. But he did get Fulham up, and he did get 
Watford up. And he's worked with Luke Dowling before, so um, I'm sure he would be wanted. Um, he's the top target at the moment. They've made an approach, but um, it's whether he. It's now whether he he wants to to come and whether mm-hmm. or whether the you know the the package he's offered is 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 enough to get him, whether he's willing to do you know if if the package is this year and next year or if it's just this year mm-hmm. whether whether he's whether he's okay with that yeah. so because um, anyone on their CV either do you know what I mean he's obviously had a disappointing time in the Premier League he doesn't want another. Yeah, failure and, but do you know what I mean they've yeah. got to think about their career as yeah, well I mean, he, I mean he doesn't want to come in to a, to a squad that's low on confidence from the last three games and, and and take it out of the playoffs if he thinks that's what might happen so but I think the majority of these people the majority of managers back themselves mm-hmm. you know you don't get to where they are without backing yourself so um, he's he's probably at the moment top of the list but um, there, there are a I wouldn't say that's a done deal in any stretch. So Jukanovic is, is, is the big favourite for Tuova. And I'm going to give you a list of names here and maybe you should pick out maybe a few after I've gone through them and, and, and maybe, you know, pluses and minuses of each and whether they're realistic or not. So so second favourite is David Moyes at 11-2. to two. Lee Johnson and Michael Appleton, third favourites at 9-1. to one. Then uh, David Wagner, um, who obviously left Huddersfield recently, 12-1. to one. Harry Redknapp, 12 to 1, uh, Sam Allardyce 20s, and then we, Carlos Calvajal, I think, was mentioned as well. He's he's the outsider at, at 33s. From from those uh, those list of candidates, um, can you see any ones that are, that are realistic and that the board would potentially have? I think David Wagner is a realistic um, is a realistic appointment, but only in the summer. He he has been approached as well by Albion. And he's told them that he doesn't want to get back into uh, doesn't want to get back into football until the summer. So there is a possibility of 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 having him in the summer and having a short term appointment before that. Right now, that might be someone like David Moyes. Okay, um, someone with with a bit of experience, um, capable of. of of getting a tune out of Albion, maybe you would say straight away. Um, give him thirteen games to get to get them up. Um, would if, the fans take to that if they, if David Moyes was appointed? Or not, does I'm it not, not matter anymore? I'm really, not, I'm not sure. Um, it does matter. Yeah, of course it does. I'm not sure. Um, it it won't be Harry Redknapp. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, uh, I doubt it would be Lee Johnson because um, he's currently. I don't think it's going to be someone who's currently at a club. Because that would that has its own problems. You end up having to pay compensation, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think they want to do. I mean, if you look in, historically, Albion have not paid compensation for manager for years, um, and also it, it lengthens the process and makes it very tricky. And they want to get someone in this week. Um, and Johnson, is, you know, Bristol City are currently in, in the playoff spots as well. Yeah. So I know Albion probably got a better team, but. It, it, it would be a strange move for him um, at that stage. Who are the other names that you said? Um, so Allardyce, uh, Michael Appleton. Well, Appleton is as Calvahal. Appleton's thrown his hat into the ring. He he said that you know Albion have got his number. He, he'd be open to an approach. But I I always get the feeling that if you are publicly stating that, then you're probably not in the running sure. because um, you you know. Um, Yes, I think if you're, I think if you're in the running, you're not necessarily shouting yeah. about it. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, 
So there's game Wednesday, uh, home against Swan- two important games, really. Swans in and then at Brentford as well, who obviously had a really good win at the weekend. Um, are they looking to bring someone in before Wednesday who could be in the dugout? Is it more likely that could happen on a Saturday? Or do we have to wait a little bit longer until after the international break? I d- they wanted to get someone in before Wednesday, but I don't think it's going to happen now. Um, I think... Um, I think it's going to more likely be the end of the week, um, hopefully before the Brentford game. Um, I think we could be looking at um, a James Shan Albion side on Wednesday at, really? home, at home to Swansea. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then and then a, a new manager in the dugout for Saturday or in the Saturday director's boy box taking no- notes of his team that he's going to have after the international break. Well, I would hopefully, I would hope in the dugout because your games are running out there. We've got ten games left to the end of the season. Um, you know, if he misses the next two, you've only got eight. Mm-hmm. That's twenty percent of the of the games he's got um, that have gone. So this this, you know, I, I hopefully um, hopefully they're in the dugout for Brentford. Okay, good stuff. Right, on to your questions then. Sorry, we've gone on, but I, I think we have answered. A lot of what, what some people are asking, so I'll, I'll move on. If I haven't, you know, um, asked your question, hopefully we've answered it in the last thirty-seven minutes or so. Uh, James Hamilton, uh, what are your thoughts about Yukanovic if he gets appointed? Fans seem keen, but I swear he's another manager who likes to play four-three-three. Last season, Fulham got promoted but didn't start great. First half of the season, I'm not sure whether he can hit the ground running. Um, I don't. I mean. <laughs> It's, it's, it's impossible to predict how managers get on at certain clubs. Some of them do really well at certain clubs and fail at others. So it's impossible to predict. But I suppose he has taken two clubs up from the championship. Um, and you've just got to look at that, really. Uh, I, I think that would be something that would be in his favour. Jake Morris, do you feel that Moore still had the support of the dressing room? I think he had their support. I think he had... It's an interesting one, isn't I don't, it? I don't, I don't think there was... It never no got player power or anything. It like never that. got to the stage of, of of what it was of the, you know the toxic scenes like it was under Pardew. Mm. Um, I think he still had, you know, he still. I mean, every, everybody who's listened to this knows that knows what Darren Moore is like as, as a character. You know, it, it, those players would have wanted to make it a success for him. You know, he he. You see what happened at the end of last season. You see what happened at. See what happened at the start of this season. Mm-hmm. They wanted that they would have wanted to have done as much as they could for him. Sure. I don't think. I don't. I don't think. I think confidence rather than respect. I think they. I think they always respected him. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone at the club always will, and I think they should do. Um, but I think confidence in his abilities maybe started to wane. Uh, Colm Brosnan, um, from what you know about the roles each played in the coaching staff, do you think if Darren Moore took full control himself this season and never hired Graham Jones, we would be in fourth spot above or below? It's impossible to know. It's hard to know. It's impossible to know. I mean, how I know, like I said earlier, I'm not. I'm not going to make Graham Jones a scapegoat. Um, he was part of the. He was part of the team that that. Um, that helped restore, you know, the the fun in the, in the first half of the season. So um, there is a feeling amongst Albion headquarters that that Darren lent too much on him, that Jones had too much of a say. But 
We don't know how he would have got on with that, and and it's it's hypothetical to deal with it, isn't it? I mean, it's a rookie manager. You don't know how he would have done without him or with a different number two. Um, but you know that that relationship and 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 Jones's influence, and and particularly the fact that he was leaving for Luton in the summer and seemed to have so still to have so much of a say over a team that he was leaving, um, didn't go down well with the board. Mark Colley, can you please tell Darren that the supporters still admire him greatly and really wanted him to succeed more than any manager ever at this club? We are all very sad that it hasn't worked out. I think when, when things die down and, and you know you probably see the season out, you're obviously incredibly busy, it will be very interesting and hopefully we'll be able to sit down with Darren Moore at some point and maybe get his side of the story and, and look hopefully very positively about what, what he's done this season. Yeah, he, d- he doesn't want to say anything at the moment. Um, he's taken he's taken a bit of a break at the moment, and and I understand that. I mean, it's been a, it's been a hectic eleven months for him, um, and I th- and I I have spoken to him, um, and he was as, as you'd expect him to be. He is just grateful that um, I mean, he actually thanked me for <laughs> helping uh, helping get the message of unity out, which is. You know, frankly, ludicrous because I, I I didn't do anything really. I played a very small part in in in, in what he did, um, and he's that's just a measure of the man. He sees such a um, as I said as I said earlier, I wanted him to succeed, and um, I think Mark sums it up there. You know, everybody wanted him to succeed. I think everybody once the dust settles on the season, regardless of whether promotion is achieved or not, everyone will be. Um, Grateful for what he did during during his time, and um, he exceeded everyone's expectations, and he deserves a lot of credit. And you know, we, in in years to come, we we will probably look back on this on these eleven months quite fondly. There's a lovely picture of Darren Moore leaving the ground. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter on on Saturday evening. Uh, I'm sure obviously knew his fate by then. Lovely picture, big smile on his face with the fan, like nothing had happened, and that's just indicative of the man and, and, and the character that he is really isn't he? he's just an absolute top pro top man yeah he's yeah he is he's just a um i think tony Pulis described described him as the nicest man in football and um i got i do disagree with the notion that he was he was too nice i don't think that's i don't think that's the case i th- i think there were other deficiencies and, and naiveties i don't think he was too nice i don't i don't think that's well if if that's a world that we live in i don't i don't really want to live in that world i mean i think he I'm gonna. It's a shame that it didn't work out for him because it would have been great for him to, um, to you know, to see it through. Yeah, I mean, it would have been great. Double Doink um, says, "Has Mark Jenkins made his position untenable if we fail to get promoted this season?" Well, it's a very good question. Um, he's him and him and Luke Dowling, as I said, will 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 arguably live and die by this decision because. Getting rid of a of someone of Darren's ilk and character um, for the you know if, if if it proves to be the wrong decision um, and, the, and the person they appoint and uh, as a successor doesn't doesn't deliver, then there will be question marks over that decision. I I, I think there has to be. Absolutely. But I I don't know whether Jenkins's job would be. Um, necessarily under pressure. I know Groucho Lai has been uh, ruthless in the past with by culling members of the board, but where would he turn? Mm-hmm. Who would he trust to appoint a, a chief executive 
I, does he have the knowledge or the know-how to, to, to appoint a, someone to be a chief executive of a football club? You know, John Williams was was it was um, a point was essentially Lyle was recommended John Williams by Jeremy Peace, and then but he the Chinese owners wanted to keep Jenkins. That's what they wanted. Um, Williams and, and Goodman then turned out to be failures, and so he he canned them and brought Jenkins back. Where would he turn after that? I don't know if he's got the I don't think he's got the the contacts to do that. So, then there, there there might be some pressure from the fan base on Jenkins and Dowling if this turns out to be a mistake. Would there be pressure from the owners? Um, not not so sure. Ben Hemmings asks good questions. By the way, really good questions. If promotion was the board's minimum requirement this season, why did they appoint a rookie head coach? Surely you would have. Uh, surely you would only have given more the job as part of a long-term rebuild, giving him both uh, both him and the team time to develop. Yeah, and it's a point I made in in yesterday is that Darren Moore, if you were going to appoint him, he's a long-term manager, but you know he needed time, and Albion don't have any. Um, as I said earlier, I think it's down to to the owner being seduced by victories over Man United and and, and Tottenham Hotspur clubs that he's actually heard of and um, I think that Dowling has, has has obviously been unconvinced by, by, by Darren since he's since he's taken over as technical director so um, I it, it's it's a valid question and there isn't much joined up thinking there um, and it, it's about the hierarchy at the club and and and, and the decision making um, I still think Darren should have been appointed by the way I, I don't I know a few people have said he shouldn't have been, but I still think he he was worth he was worth the punt because he was worth he he'd earned that a he'd earned it and b it was worth it for the dream at the time. You know, it was it would have been a great story if he'd taken them up. You just thought though with with the when the, when they appointed more, if Lyon and, and and Jenkins and, and everyone said right, okay, with ten games to go before the start of the season, ten games to go, if you appoint more, you're going to be fourth in the table. You know, seven points between you and you, you and seventh, nine points between you and second. Would you take that? I'd be astonished if they said if they said no, and that wouldn't that wouldn't be acceptable. I agree, and I don't think any fans would either. But it's the it's the it's the nature of it. It's the nature of the last few weeks. It's the nature of the disagreement with Graham Jones. It's the nature of we've seen all season um, this um, him not learning from mistakes. It's the nature of. Um, that Albion on a downward trend and they look like actually if, if Darren stays maybe they will fall out of the playoffs it's the nature of um, it's, 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 it's the financial brutality of the situation that they have to get back up um, but I agree yeah and that's why that's why this, this decision has been has been widely condemned by, by outside observers because mm. they've said well how on earth can you stack a manager who's fourth and and you know, on the face of it, they're absolutely right. What on earth is going on? Because you've had one blip, um, you know, recently. How on earth can you sack a manager who's fourth? But it's it's not. It's it's slightly more nuanced than that. Um, a not only behind the scenes, but also on the pitch. You know, at your commander, do you think either Lyle or Jenkins have ever dreamt of us winning or achieving anything football related, or do they just dream of balance sheets? Has a total lack of footballing vision and ambition become entrenched in the DNA of of the club? 
I think uh, the the financial realities of the modern game make um, long term planning almost redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have two operations at a football club. You have the long term planning, which is almost done done exclusively by the academy, um, and then you have the short term planning, which is is done by um, which is done by people. Um, you know the board and, and and the directors and and the owners and, and the managers. I'd not necessarily. I'm not necessarily suggesting that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think the way to to build a football club up is is to do it slowly but surely. Um, and I think you just have to look at clubs like Nottingham Forest, who have tried the short term route so much it doesn't work. Um, but but there is a fear. There's a fine. There is it. There is a massive financial fear hanging over a number of clubs in this country, particularly at the bottom end of the Premier League and the top end of the Championship or even in the Championship, that you, results are more important now than they have ever they ever have been. And um, if, if, if they dip below anything, um, there's no, there, is, there is so little chance to build something. Is that the best way to run football clubs? Probably not, but it's, it's the financial reality of the game we live in. Two questions on the pitch or on slash off it, um, similar, so I'll read them both out. Uh, Omar says, now the Harper hype is starting to fade and the likes of Leco not doing much of anything, are our youngsters actually overrated and not as good as people think? The other question is from Chris Adams, will Darren Moore's departure affect the Harper contract? I know he was close with Moore. It's a good question. I hadn't thought about Harper's contract. Um... We'll have to wait and see on that one. Obviously, the uh, the board have um, had other things on their mind in uh, the last couple of days. Um, as as regards to the academy, and I think um, I think the academy is, is 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 doing a stellar job. I think you just have to look at Kimar Roof, Tyler Roberts, how they've got on for Leeds this season. Um, I think you've got to look at players coming through like Morgan Rogers, who who does look like to be a superstar. Um, I do think Lico has is is drifted. I didn't wasn't impressed with him on Saturday. Um, he's a he's a box of tricks, but he's, he doesn't really have much end product. Um, I was surprised to see him come on. I thought Brunt Morrison or or Montero should have come on ahead of him. Um, and Harper, I think there's a good player in there. I think. Um, I think the hype has faded is because he's been overplayed recently, just like Gareth Barry, um, and he's played too many games in February. But I think he's a good player. We've got to remember he's only 18. Um, and I also think Sam Field has, has arguably been underused, um, not just this season, but in the season that's gone past. I think he's a good player as well. So um, I think um, I think no, I think the academy is doing a good job. Um, and the Harper contract, to be honest, I haven't hadn't thought about that for a while because it's I've been, <laughs> I've been pretty concerned with other things. Absolutely. Uh, just a few few last questions. Really apologise if I haven't got uh, through to everyone. I'm sure Matt will probably uh, read this when he gets two minutes time tonight when he gets home and probably answer the people who we don't get to today. Uh, Matt Wilkes, have any of the players responded yet to more sacking? Haven't seen anything on social media. No, they haven't. Not as far as I've seen. Um... You know, it's it's it, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, that like I said earlier, they would have seen what what we've all seen. They would have felt it. They would have, you know, they would have 
been booed off the pitch. I think if you think think back to the Leeds result, that was a result based purely at, in my opinion, at the at the door of uh, the coaching staff and not the players because they were just set up in exact in completely the wrong way. Um, I think um, I don't I don't think that they stopped completely stopped trying for him. I thought they they, they looked poor on Saturday um, for a number of reasons. I think there was perhaps a a waning confidence in what they were being asked to do, but I don't think that they stopped running for him, you know, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in the same way that they did for Pulis. I think they that they kept going. You think about the QPR game, keep going to the end. I don't I don't think there is I think it's just a horrible situation that that and they probably don't really know what to say. Yeah. You know, it's it, what, what, and in this day and age I'm afraid that um players, you know, when they <laughs> when they quite often when they say things they get pelters for it. Um, you know, so I, I, and I guess that's why a lot of them are, are keeping quiet. Just uh, had a flick through most of the questions. We have kind of answered them just just in the last few minutes anyway. So so that's fine. Um, uh, we'll finish off with um, with West Brom Joe. He says, "Where next for Darren Moore? Can can he get a Premier League job, or does he stick to the Championship? How quickly will he be picked up?" I and mean, we've kind of alluded to it that I think Darren Moore just needs some time now, just to gather his thoughts, probably spend some time. With his family, wanting to see them a lot, um, and and I'm sure he'll he'll speak when he's ready and announce himself whether he he wants to carry on it. And you know, I hope he does. I hope he does become a, a successful manager uh, somewhere. But um, like I said, that that decision probably rests with Darren himself. Yeah, I hope he does as well. I hope he I hope he continues. I think I think he's got some 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 really good skills to being a manager. I think he's a leader. Um, I think the other bits and pieces he can probably learn. Um, I think I'd be surprised if he got a Premier League job. I think um, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd be surprised. I mean, if he got maybe a, a mid-table to lower-table championship job or a League One job. Um, and I, and, I, and I, look, I, if, if that's where he wants to go with it, I wish him all all, all the luck in the world. Um, and um, if, he, if he decides just to go back into coaching and, and, and be, become a number two or become a... You know, become an assistant or a first team coach, then I wish him luck in that as well. But um, you know, it's it, like I said earlier. I think I think once everything's died down and the dust has settled, and I think a lot of fans will look back on this uh, on this period quite fondly. Right, we are straight into Championship action. It doesn't uh, doesn't sleep the Championship. Uh, we're straight in Wednesday. West Brom Swansea fourth against fifteenth. You said that probably James Shan will, will be the man in charge for, for that night. Whether or not someone has been appointed by then, we shall. Well, you'll be the first to know, I'm sure. Um, changes, personnel. I mean, obviously, Jefferson Montero is not going to be involved. Uh, but apart from that, it's very difficult to, to predict, I guess. Good luck doing those likely lineups in the paper. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought we're due to go and speak to. to uh to Jimmy tomorrow, I think, hopefully. Hopefully we get a chance to speak to him. Um, so we might get an indication of, of how he wants to set up. Um, but I I imagine... Um, well, I don't know. I imagine he'll just... He he won't... I doubt he'll change too much. Um, I don't I don't think it'll be the same as, as it was on Saturday. You know, it was, that was a 3-4-3. Three, three, didn't, didn't quite work. Um, I imagine J- he'll probably speak to the players and say, look, 
I'm thinking of playing this way. Is, is this is this how do you feel about it? Um, do you think this is a good way of getting? I'm not saying the players are going to pick the team, but I think if you're a caretaker boss, it, it's it's sensible to try and get the players as happy as possible, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that gives you a, a great chance, doesn't it? Um, and I think we'll set them up quite pragmatically, and I think hopefully it'll, it'll be be a proud day for Jimmy Chan, and I, you know I really get on with him, and um, I, if if he is in charge for the Wednesday get for the Wednesday night game, I, I hope he relishes it and, and enjoys it, and I'd love them to come away with a win because you know James Chan is one of those people that makes Albion tick. He's he's been there for years, um, he's climbed through the ranks, and um, he's a great bloke, and um, I, I was delighted he was he got, he got an opportunity to be in the first team, and 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 hopefully he he, uh, he has a good time on Wednesday. Excellent. Uh, I'm not going to do any predictions or anything like that. Um, it's obviously been a really informative show. Thoroughly enjoyed it, Matt. I'm going to I'm going to leave the mic to you to finish off. If you just maybe just sum up Darren Moore in a little, you know, one or two minutes in your conclusion and and how you've developed a relationship with him, you know, over the past the past season. Well, I think um, oddly enough, he he was. <laughs> I mean, he was almost easier to to speak to before he was manager. You know, he be, he became. Um, quite private um, after that I think he was quite concerned that he didn't want to give anything away you know he, he, he tried to be as professional as he could and that, and that is that is not a criticism that is a, an absolute um, you know that is that is that is me praising him for the way he approached the job and I think that for me that was that was what I'll take away from it was that he approached he did he gave it everything gave it absolutely everything from minute one um, and I think I think what he did, or where, how he picked up the pieces of the club, um, put them back together towards the end of last season, and how he carried the club in the summer, you know, during, um, you know, let, think back to last summer when you had a, a disastrous reign of, of, of Terraneo as, as technical director. You had players on strike wanting to leave. And the way that he held and knitted the club together back then, I hope that's the enduring image of the Darrymore tenure rather than, um, you know, the... Um, the, the last few weeks, um, it delivered some great moments. You know that the way he stayed ice cool when Jake Livermore scored um, against Spurs, the seven-one at home, scoring goals for fun in the first half of the season, and um, overall and throughout, he carried himself with with dignity and um, with class and. Well, wouldn't say a bad word against anybody, um, and I think hopefully, um, in a, as I said earlier, in a weird way, this might be a blessing in disguise, so that we can look back on this period and think, what a job he did! Nearly kept them up, nearly pulled off the greatest of escapes, the miracle escape, and then took Albion into fourth, left them on a solid platform um, with which to have a stab at promotion. And hopefully, um, I mean, in some ways, whatever happens now, he he gets to uh, he gets to leave with his head held high because if they go up, he provided a platform for it. If they don't go up, then he was he you could argue that he he's done better than than his, his successor because they were in fourth but um I'm sorry to see him go on a personal level 
I understand the decision. Um, I it, it, it's it's weird because I suppose for fans, not since Brian Robson was in charge, have they had someone like Darren who want who they, who they wanted. But even even this is slightly more different because because Robson was a manager in his own right, whereas Darren is sort of he grabbed that opportunity, and he he's he's so likable um, and and will always be I think will always be um, I think I think what this period has done as it has enhanced his status at Albion rather than diminished it and that is what pleases me because the, there was always the concern when he was when he was appointed in the summer is this going to ruin how we all feel about Darren Moore but I don't think it has I think it's in, I think it's enhanced it because um, of the way he's carried himself and I'm and actually I'm quite I'm quite glad about that. 